ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome into the Wednesday, September 14th edition. Your Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. Thank you for being a part of today's show. I do appreciate it. Every single day you're with me, I do appreciate it. We are going to get you home safely. Those of you listening on the podcast, we appreciate you downloading the show as well. Coming up later this hour, uh, it's going to be for the final time this season. We haven't had a chance to do it in a couple weeks, but Lindsey Webb, usually she's scheduled for Wednesdays from the Charleston Dirty Birds. The season's about to wrap up, so Lindsey's going to join us for our final time. We'll talk about what's coming up for the Dirty Birds this weekend, give you an opportunity maybe for those of you that maybe want to catch baseball instead of Marshall and Bowling Green. I know there's some of you out there that might prefer a little baseball over Marshall and Bowling Green. And for those of you that are more baseball inclined, uh, Lindsay's going to join us here in about uh, about 20 minutes or so. She'll be with us at 530. So looking forward to talking to her. Uh, it's just always fun to talk to her. So she's uh, definitely a, a fun part of the show on a weekly basis. But we got to talk about what everyone's talking about. And that was Twitter yesterday. Again, Twitter, that's where all the press announcements are made these days, Twitter. And you saw the photo. Fo- if you didn't, let me tell you, let me get you caught up to speed. If you didn't see the pictures of Rasheen Ali back on the, on the field. And so the speculation begins. Is he going to play for Bowling Green? Is he... I think he's going to be back when he's back. I know that's not an answer, but it is. He'll be back when he's back. I don't think they're going to rush it, they being the Thundering Herd, Coach Huff, the doctors, the, you know, whatever, whatever he is uh, going through. And, again, that wasn't specified. There's a lot of speculation about why did he take off. And there's been some interesting speculation on social media about that. Let's just say he'll be back on his timetable when he's ready with whatever it is that has not been officially released. And so we'll find out sooner than later. He's going under a a different timetable. Coach Huff made known yesterday when a couple of the media outlets for their late-night newscast and for the Herald-Dispatch know, reached out to kind of get an idea of what was going on. So the story is Rasheen Ali returning to practice, undisclosed personal leave of absence from the team. It's what is the official statement, and we'll keep it at that. Honestly, I don't need to know the reason why he is out. Now, honestly, there are things that – should just be left unsaid. And that's not me speculating. I'm just trying to say, I know there's been a lot of speculation out there about this. And, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever the undisclosed personal leave of absence from the team truly is officially, when he's back, he's back. And until then, I'm focusing on Kalen Laybourne, ninth in the FBS with 265 yards few more good games and he's going to eclipse what he had at Florida State for his career 
So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him continue to progress. And it's going to be a fun game, I hope, on Saturday, taking on Bowling Green. The game we'll have for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm going to be at Roosters once again, so if you can't go to the game, and here's the thing. I know not everyone has NFL Network, so you've got a couple of options. You can join us at Roosters, watch the game. I don't know who's going to be there from 93.7 The Dog, because usually we're there first with the pregame from Roosters. We do our, our show. We're three hours before kickoff, and then we swap out. And there's usually a lot of fun and games from our our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. So I'm not sure who's going to be coming down from The Dog this weekend just yet. I'll find out. And you can do that. You can be a part of the fun at Roosters on Saturday. I mean, we had a great time. When we were there doing a show, we had a great time. Or you can, you can get some takeout. You could order ahead, get some takeout from Roosters, and you can listen to the game here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We also stream it, so if you want to follow on our stream, go ahead. But if you have a radio, there's nowhere in the Tri-State you can't go without hearing it on 93.7 The Dog. Honestly, nowhere in the Tri-State you can go and not get 93.7 The Dog on your radio. So we've got options for you. And, of course, after the game, stick around. Our post-game. And we had a great post game last week. A lot of you were excited about the victory. Usually when the Thundering Herd loses is when I hear from you. When I hear from you is when the Thundering Herd loses. I would like to not have that be the only reason. I don't want that to be the reason. Like, okay, let's call Paul because the Herd lost. No, you can, you can talk to me. After victories as well. If you just want to celebrate, you can do that and break it down with me that way. And, of course, our text line is open as well. Let me give that to you again. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll take your text this hour. Uh, Got some interesting things I want to get into today. There's a lot of excitement, of course, with the Sun Belt, the Sun Belt. I think does a fantastic job, top to bottom, the caliber of of play has improved and forced Marshall to improve, and just the way the league is operated and run top to bottom, it's it's a well run league. It's it's a fantastic place for the Thundering Herd. And I think Marshall can thrive in the Sun Belt. Marshall's going to do a lot better in the Sun Belt, even with the higher level competition with the added challenge. I think Marshall's going to do better. Because it forces Marshall to do better. The Sun Belt forces Marshall to be better, to do better, to improve on top of new leadership at Marshall University. A lot of changes still to happen. And I think this is a good move for Marshall. We've seen so far the buzz that the Sun Belt has generated this season. And Marshall is being... You know, one of those reasons why the Sun Belt's getting buzzed. Appalachian State's playing host to college game day. How exciting is that for the Sun Belt and Appalachian State? I know as Hurt fans, you're like, yeah, that's cool for Sun Belt. And then you're like, uh, when are we going to get it? When's game day coming to Huntington? When's game day coming to Huntington? How about, how about 
Marshall Appalachian State. How about game day for that? And wouldn't that be cool if by the time Marshall played Appalachian State, both teams were ranked and maybe Appalachian State can keep winning and hopefully Marshall can keep winning. Maybe you got a case there like, hey, you know, college game day. The Sun Belt's where it's at. Marshall, Appalachian State might decide the East Division. Send college game day to Huntington, West Virginia. Who wants to get that hashtag started? I'll let you guys do that. That's that's totally – you can tag me if you want. That's on you. You guys get that started. Bring college game day to Huntington for Marshall versus Appalachian State. Of course, both teams have got to do uh, its part. And honestly, I know this is something that we should not talk about as far as hyping these uh, games up past this week because of the fact that Coach probably would say that's rat poison. Coach is focusing on Bowling Green. Coach doesn't want to hear any of that noise about Marshall versus Appalachian State. So none of that is happening right now. Uh, We're focusing on Bowling Green. I'm going to borrow a Belichick. We're focusing on Cincinnati. We're focusing on Bowling Green. But there are some cool things that are happening with the Sun Belt, getting a lot of buzz. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, Something else uh, the Sun Belt's doing a pretty cool job on, and uh, we'll point that out, the – Sunbelt keeps track of all the NFL players that are in the league right now from the Sunbelt. We'll go over that a little bit with you. Get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I was telling you before the break, something that Sunbelt does that's really cool, keeping track of all the NFL players from the different schools. And... Really not much to report just yet, but we're going to keep an eye on that. Neville Hewitt, now with the Houston Texans, um, had a uh, had a tackle. So that's cool. We're going to try to keep track of some of that stuff because right now the Sun Belt is generating a lot of buzz, and that's going to carry over to you know hopefully you know more national attention. I mean, I know. Okay, first of all. Uh, I know you all are going to be listening to the game on the radio, but for those of you that aren't going to be at Roosters, uh, the fact that Thundering Herd is going to be on NFL Network a couple of times is really big for the university. I mean, that's huge. And, of course, again, for those of you that don't have the NFL Network, you can listen to it right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So a lot of excitement coming up. Rasheen Ali, you know, back on the turf. How soon he'll be back, anybody's guess. I'm looking toward conference play a little bit more. Can you imagine? Right now, if you're opposing defenses, you're sitting there going, okay, Rasheen's back, and this uh, Laybourne kid is pretty good. What a headache defensive coordinators must be having right now, trying to deal with a potential one-two punch there. And honestly, I'm glad. I'm glad because I think that's going to be the most competitive position on the roster. Maybe I'm wrong, but the running back position, you better be real good. You know, Rasheen might be backing up Laybourne. Rasheen might have to back up Laybourne, 
or they're going to both have to battle to see which one's uh, one, which one's two, or in Coach Huff's world, maybe that doesn't even really matter. It's who's going to get the ball and who's going to get the job done. But the buzz is there, and so far, Laybourne with 265 yards, doing a lot of good things for the Thundering Herd. Honestly, that could have been more. I know the score was ungodly against Norfolk State, but you know, Coach Huff could have just 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 run it up, destroyed that team. And he didn't do that. Instead, he uh, he focused on making the team better. Now, it's getting to the point now where we're seeing a lot more attention for Marshall and the Sun Belt than we ever saw with Conference USA. I mean, earlier, the the Jim Rome show had Charles Huff on. He was on. Yeah, CBS Sports. He's been on, on several outlets here nationally talking about Marshall football. And the reason being is because Marshall is among a group of teams that have started to pull off wins against Power 5 schools. And it's What's exciting about it is because it's not just it's not just the, the, the teams that you thought were Sunbelt football, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana. Those are, are the teams that are making the noise. No, I mean, you have three former Southern Conference teams in this league making some noise now. And Sunbelt schools have posted as many wins against Power 5 schools in this early part of the season as they did in the previous two seasons combined. In 2018, zero goose egg. In 2019, two. 2020, three. 2021, just one. And 2022, already four. And that's within the team's first two games. And so now there's an opportunity here. You keep this going because Old Dominion, already with that win over Virginia Tech, heads to take on, I'm sorry, heads to Charlottesville to take on Virginia. And, you know, there's an interesting record there. If Old Dominion beats Virginia and already has that victory over Virginia Tech, it could join Notre Dame as the only non-conference school over the last 30 seasons to beat Virginia and Virginia Tech in the same season. So that would be a nice little record to have. And have we talked about South Alabama yet? I don't think we have. I don't think we've talked about South Alabama. I mean, they're 2-0, and and they're going to the Rose Bowl. They're going to take on... UCLA, UCLA's 2-0. The bad news, don't tell Coach Huff this, because he wasn't there for any of this either. Sunbelt schools are 0-29 all-time against Pac-12 schools. That would not be a question I would ask Coach Huff. Not doing that. 0-29 against... Pac-12 schools. However, I like South Alabama. 
Does South Alabama get the win over UCLA? I would love to see that happen. And let's not let's not be silly here, but could UL Monroe do it again? You do know that UL Monroe beat Alabama in 2007. It was a 21-14 victory as a 24-and-a-half-point underdog. Nick Saban has only one home non-conference loss in 16 seasons at Alabama. He is 42-1 in home non-conference games at Alabama, and UL Monroe did it in 2007. And guess what? That could happen again. All right, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. And then, of course, you got um, you got Louisiana still out there. So there are a lot of teams in the Sun Belt starting to, to get some buzz going here. And it was a tremendous weekend. I mean, look at – and it's not just that Marshall and Appalachian State and Georgia Southern beat pretty much some of the longstanding – traditional college football powers, Nebraska being a former power. But Appalachian State was an 18-point dog. The underdog, 18 points. They gave, you could have taken Texas A&M minus 18. You could have taken them. You could have taken Notre Dame minus 20.5, 20 and a half. Georgia Southern, Nebraska was getting minus 23 and a half. And Appalachian State goes in, beats Texas A&M, number six at the time. Marshall defeats number eight Notre Dame. And Georgia Southern beats Nebraska. Wasn't supposed to happen. I mean, it would have been a good day if Marshall beat Notre Dame. It became even a better day with Appalachian State beating Texas A&M. And then Mr. Cherry on top was Georgia Southern defeating Nebraska. So all three were the uh, Cheez-It team of the week, the national Cheez-It team of the week, collectively. The Sun Belt getting a lot of buzz and a, a lot of, really, a lot of notoriety. And again, it's not because of Coastal Carolina and Louisiana. The attention's not on those programs necessarily. So it's good stuff. Getting a lot of buzz from the Sun Belt as of late. And, you know, there's some interesting numbers as uh, we, as we look at this. As we look at this. Um, and here's just another number, if you love stats. The Sun Belt became the first FBS conference since the FBS-FCS split in 1978 to have three teams win a game as underdogs of 15-plus points on the same day. First, FBS conference since the split in 1978. Three teams win game as underdogs of 15 points plus, 15-plus points on the same day. So you got to feel good about where the league's at right now. You feel better about that decision by Marshall to get the heck out of Conference USA early, along with Old Dominion and Southern Miss? You feel a lot better 
that it was worth it, that the value in leaving was greater than just trying to be a good college citizen. And thank you, Jeff O'Malley. Thank you, Jeff O'Malley and the team at Marshall University, ultimately responsible for the move to the Sun Belt. Because, honestly, it's been a lot of fun. So far, it's been a lot of fun. And I think you will agree with me that nobody was talking about Conference USA the first two weeks in college football. And nobody's going to be talking about Conference USA. Nobody would have been talking about Marshall. Marshall maybe doesn't have its team that it put together if it was still in Conference USA. Maybe it does. Maybe it does, but nobody was paying attention to anything happening these first couple weeks in Conference USA. With the Sun Belt, however, it's watch out. Win or lose, watch out because on any given Saturday, one of these plucky little Sunbelt teams can come up and ruin your day if you're a traditional name or power in college football. I wonder if that's going to adjust uh, scheduling here in the future. I wonder if the bigger schools are going to shy away from maybe Sunbelt schools. You know, you know, I'm not saying Alabama's going to shy away from anybody, but you think Notre Dame is going to look twice and go, yeah, no. Let's, uh, let's reevaluate this Sun Belt thing. You think a couple of schools in the SEC are going to go, well, you know, let's reevaluate this SEC, this, this Sun Belt thing. Let's reevaluate that a little bit. Big Ten, maybe. Because there are some programs in the Big Ten I think Sun Belt teams match up with and can knock off a few of them. I honestly believe that. I know, delusions of grandeur, Paul. Delusions of grandeur, I get it. We'll get your phone calls and text in. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line is 304-396-TALK. On the other side of the break, Lindsey Webb, Charleston Dirty Birds, when we continue with this edition of The Drive. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Wednesday edition. We're going to stop just for a moment talking about Marshall and Notre Dame and Marshall and Bowling Green. We're going to we're going to stop just for a moment. Unless Lindsay wants to talk about Marshall, Lindsay Webb, Charleston Dirty Birds is with us. You can talk. Hello. Hi. You uh, you haven't been with us in a couple of weeks. I know it felt so weird. What are my Wednesdays without our calls? Exactly. Uh, next week, uh, there's no Dirty Birds game, right? There's no. none. So what do you want to do next Wednesday? I don't know. This is our last last three games coming up this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How crazy is that? Uh, the, the season, the final games. Yeah. Are, you, are you mentally prepared for just the absence of Dirty Birds baseball? I'm not. I never am. You know, this is my fifth season, and it's always the same. It's like the chaos that goes on and on all season, and then you're like, okay, I can't wait to have a break, and then you have like two days, two day break. You're like, okay, no, no, where, where, where's baseball? <laughs> you only get two days. They only give you two days off. That's that's ridiculous. 
No, no, I'm saying like two days after the season ends. Okay, no, no days off. I, I just want to make sure. It's like, oh, so no days off, and just two days after the uh, season ends, you'll be you'll be at, just where's yeah. It at. We jump we jump right back into planning next season. What happens in these last few days after it's all said and done? The, the season's over. Uh, what happens? Uh, players, um, you know, is it? Um, yeah, you know, fond farewells. Uh, is it uh, you know, is it melancholy? What's uh, what's that like? Yeah. So Sunday after our last game, we'll have um, like a a picnic on our party deck for all of the players. Um, we do kind of like a potluck style. All of our host families um, chip in and they bring like a dish, and we'll have like a farewell party, and it's kind of like our last hurrah, last goodbye, and then. They start moving out that next day, and you know, and then we just we wait until the guys come back next season, and then some of them will we'll see either in affiliated ball or we'll see them a little bit down the road. Lindsey Webb, um, I, I I can just feel it in your voice right now. You're you're it's the sadness. You're fighting it off right now. I can tell. I can tell you're fighting it off. It is. It is. It's it's so bittersweet. You know, the end of the season. It's like it. It's just it's. It's sad. It's almost like it com- seems like everything becomes so quiet around. Like normally in the office, it's so hectic. You know, we have players coming in. They're like, "Oh, I broke a bat last night. I need a new bat." Uh, you know, I I ripped these pants. I need I need them sewn. So it's like constant in and out, in and out, in and out. We have twenty seven guys coming in and out randomly, and and then the season ends and they go home and and there's no more fans coming to the ballpark, but. So it becomes quiet. So it is. It is. It's always a sad time for us, right around now. Lindsey Webb. But we with still this. have three games left. Yeah, we do. We have three games left, and then it's a it's farewell. So, at this level of baseball, now teams come back yearly. The Dirty Birds, as a franchise, it's coming back. The games will resume next season. We don't have to worry about that. It's just maybe at this level of baseball, this collective group of players. You usually, if it's college, players graduate, the transfer portal now, but there's still a, a core group. We might not see this collective group together in large numbers ever again. Yeah, that's that's correct. I mean, our goal is always to get, you know, the, the guys that we really want back. Um, but as soon as they leave here, a lot of them go straight into – some of them play winter ball. Some of them go overseas and play in different leagues overseas. Um, some of them are just starting training for next season. So it's just kind of like like none of them are just waiting for next season. They're all just kind of like constantly trying to progress and, and either get picked up overseas or, or train to get picked up next season because at, the the at the end of the day, their goal is, you know, is to work hard and, and get better and and maybe, you know, go up, go back up, uh, up the ladder. So, yes, we won't we won't have this collective group. I, I think we will see some returning guys next season um, from this team. But as a whole, yeah, no, it's pretty, pretty unlikely. Lindsey Webb with us, the Charleston Dirty Birds. All right, let's let's not make you sad anymore. I want to talk about <laughs> Uh, why fans should come out to the ballpark this weekend. Yeah, so we, we're ending with a bang. 
That's for sure. Mega Blast um, Fireworks, bang? Oh, yeah. Saturday we have, so last Saturday we had some weather issues that ended up canceling our fireworks show. Um, but it ended up working out for the best because now what we've done is for this last Saturday of the season, we have combined both fireworks shows. So it will be the biggest fireworks show anyone has seen at Appalachian Power Park. Our president was telling us about, uh, I've, I've told you about how he loves fireworks and how he loves just making it the best show that it could possibly be. And now we have double that. So that is going to be something that you definitely don't want to miss. And then also on top of that, we have our diamond dig on Saturday. I don't, have we talked about the diamond dig before? We briefly have, but let's, let's refresh it for maybe people who haven't heard that conversation. Yeah, so we take, um, so Calvin Broyles Jewelers is our sponsor. They give us a diamond. We hide it in the infield before the game, somewhere in the infield dirt. Um, Myself, our groundskeeper, and our president are the only three people that know where it is. And then throughout the game, any woman over the age of 18 can sign up to, all you have to be is 18, a woman, and at the game. And you can go on the field after the game. We'll give you uh, like a tongue depressor, popsicle stick style digging tool. And you just dig up the dirt and there is an actual diamond buried in the dirt. And if you find it, you get to take it home. What if no one finds it? <laughs> so if, if nobody finds it, that is where I come in and I start giving hints. I thought you were going to say that's where you come in and just take it. <laughs> I, I really thought that was what was coming out of your mouth next. <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> but no, no, we we make sure that somebody does leave with that diamond. Even if it's you, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, I've, I've got you stunned. You're stunned right now because I'm on to you. I know what your plan is right now. You, you've you got that hidden so well like, that you're going to have to, eventually you're just going to go get it. I, I'm, I'm teasing, Lindsay. I'm teasing, but I, I think I've got you because I, I, you weren't expecting that. You got me figured out. A little bit. I think I've got you figured out a little bit. So there's an opportunity for someone to get some, some nice hardware for their finger uh, on the diamond dig. Um, anything else special coming up uh, this weekend with the, uh, with the final few games? Yeah. Um, so also, so Friday, it's our last giveaway of the season. We're doing – a black dirty birds trucker hat it's a really cool like mesh back with a snap back um has like the dirty birds logo on it with like a patch it's, it's a really cool hat uh so that'll be given away to the first 1000 fans in the gate no, on friday 999 i want I, one <laughs> hat Lindsay. one hat come on you, you didn't get me the mothman get swag one hat Lindsay. I, I, I think I can I think I can sling that. I think I can. All so right. maybe I should switch all of my marketing. I need to call all of my contacts and tell them it's nine hundred and ninety nine. Thank now. you. Thank you. Now we're talking. How popular um in your um in your estimation, how popular have all those uh hat giveaways been? You you think that uh yeah, has it exceeded your expectation? Because uh, I know every time we we talk about that, you're like, Yeah, people are lining up all for that. Yeah, I think it definitely has exceeded our expectations for sure. You know, when we were 
sitting down last off season and planning, you know, brainstorming around the table, like, what do people want? You know, because cause in, in minor league baseball, you see like the little, like, I call them tchotchke items, like different, like small knickknack type things that are given away. But at the end of the day, people want stuff they can wear. So that's kind of the, the idea that, that we put behind all of our giveaways. So I, all of our giveaways, all of our Friday giveaways this season were either a hat or a t-shirt. Um, and I think people really responded well to it. So I think that's definitely something that in the future that we will continue to do because, you know, they can, they get it in, they get it when they come in to the game and then they can wear it to their next game. Um, so it's something that's really cool for them to take home. Lindsay Webb is with us from the Charleston Dirty Birds. And, of course, uh, I think I've embarrassed Lindsay several times on this phone call today here. Uh, it sounds like there's going to be some uh, some excitement still to come, some fun this weekend for uh, for a lot of people who maybe want to say goodbye to the Dirty Birds or just spend one last weekend at the ballpark. And it really worked out well. The final weekend, everything's at the ballpark. So, you know, no saying goodbye on the road for this team you know, it's a it's a great opportunity just to, to wrap it all up, and maybe next year some postseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the goal. That's always the goal, right? That's always the goal. That, I mean, it, I mean, last night did I don't know if you looked it up, but last night we played thirteen innings. Like it. That's one of my favorite things about this league and these guys and this team is that, you know, we have. Well, yesterday we had five games four games left, five games left, and they were still fighting tooth and nail to get that win, 13 innings in, and the game ended up being like five and a half hours, and they were still pushing to, like, try to win. Um, so I think that really shows their heart and, like, their love for the game, which is something that's really cool to see for me as a staff, but also, you know, as a fan. What is it about this team you think makes them want to still give it their all – and treat maybe the next to last game as if it's as, as important as the first game. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, these guys, no matter what their end goal is, no matter if they are, you know, they were in the big leagues for 15 years and now they're just kind of playing for the love of the game or they're fresh out of college and this is the first professional team they've ever played for, I think they all have the same common underlying reason for being here and it is the love of the game and the competition that that comes with that love of the game and I think that that just like that's something you can't just give up just because you you know you're not in a playoff running and I think it's really cool to see it happen on the field between those between those guys both versions of those guys it's just kind of like them coming together collectively under that same goal and it's just to play as hard as you can and do the best you can and you win some you lose some but at the end of the day you know it's for the love of the game Lindsay Webb's with us the uh, Charleston Dirty Birds uh, this is our final official call-in for Dirty Birds baseball this season and hopefully Lindsay will want to come back next season and do it again I mean oh always okay I mean I don't know. I mean, I accuse you of maybe wanting to, to place that diamond where only you can find it in the diamond dig. So you might not want to hey, come I'm, back after I'm that. Not the, I'm not the one placing it. I just know where it's placed. Oh, okay. Okay. Not placing it, 
but knows where it is. Yeah, let's get it right. <laughs> okay, that that may well that's that's completely different, Lindsay. Absolutely, completely different. That you you're not actually physically placing it, but you know where it's at. Yeah. How long so does different. it? How long does it take for someone to discover the where the, where the diamond is, and how much damage is done to the field? So, last season was our very first time ever doing it, and this will be the the last time that we can do it because we're getting turf um, after the season ends. So I'm hoping that it takes longer than last time because what happened was our groundskeeper, he was really worried about it being in the base running path. So he put it like kind of like right along the edge of the grass in the dirt because um, he didn't want it to get dug up throughout the game. Um, but the problem was is that everyone started at the grass and like everyone's plan was to just work their way in. So it happened very fast last season, but we're hoping to make it more competitive and for it to take a little bit longer this season. Okay. And what if a player finds it? Does the player get to keep it? No, we're going to make him, we're going to make everyone close their eyes and they have to hide it again. Okay. Fair (laughs) enough. Uh, can't wait to do this again with you next season. Uh, hopefully um, it will be a, a playoff run we're talking about next season. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, good luck with the diamond dig, the, uh, the the fireworks, the biggest ever. And um, yeah. just remember me. Again, Mothman swag, Lindsay, I, I, which I didn't get. Which I did not get. So just, I mean, just can I get a single hat, Lindsay? Just one hat. One hat. So we uh, we didn't end up having hats, but we we did have T-shirts, and okay. I I believe that we still have some for sale in the store. So I might okay, I so, might see if I know anyone that can maybe get you one. Okay, all right, all right. So no hat, no 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 hat for sun uh, for this weekend. No hat from that. <sighs> oh, the hat maybe. Oh, the hat from I thought you were talking about a Mossman hat. Oh no, that 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 too, gonna, that too, that too, that too. But. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying. I I'm still mad about that. That Mothman hat. You know, we we have to get we have to get you something. You know. I'm blaming the to Toastman because I told him right on this show. Tell Lindsay, grab one now. <laughs> sure, Paul. I'll gladly do that. Never happened, Lindsay. It didn't happen. So, oh. um, you just unplug he his. He has to- toast on his mind. Unplug his toaster this weekend. Just uh, just. Okay. Yeah. Look, you're gonna have to throw it without no toast for you, buddy. Just throw throw the bread untoasted. See how well let's let's see how he functions without the toaster this weekend. Raw toast. Raw <laughs> toast, exactly. I'll talk to you soon, Lindsay. Thanks for doing it all season long. We appreciate it, and uh, good luck to the Dirty Birds this weekend. And hopefully, it's going to be a spectacular weekend, including those uh, fireworks, those mega mega blast fireworks. There we go. Thank you so much. It has been my absolute pleasure. I look forward to our calls every week. And I'm sad to see them go with the season, but, you know, we'll do it again next season. You can call in any time. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> Lindsay Webb with us, Charleston Dirty Bird. She can call in any time. Not, I'm not banning her from calling the show. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive. A couple of notes from the the Shield, the the National Football League. 
Dallas Cowboys not putting quarterback Dak Prescott on injured reserve after surgery on his right thumb. Uh, he could return within the next four games. Pittsburgh Steelers star outside linebacker T.J. Watt. He's good. Just ask my Bengals. He's good. He's going to miss Sunday's game against New England with a uh, left pectoral injury, which he sustained late in the fourth quarter of that 23-20 overtime victory over my Cincinnati Bengals while attempting to sack Joe Burrow. So uh, best wishes to him. Hopefully he'll be back soon for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Uh, as far as uh, I'm concerned as a Bengals fan, I don't want to see him again, but you know that is not really how I feel. I think that, uh, you know, it's, it sucks when these guys get injured because um, they're pretty talented out there and I uh, hate to see someone lose their livelihood over an injury like that. Uh, we had baseball earlier for you this afternoon. Uh, the Pirates completed a four-game sweep of the Cincinnati Reds with a 10-4 victory earlier today. Uh, O'Neill Cruz connected for a two-run drive. And Pittsburgh, last place, last place Pittsburgh, got his first four-game win streak since mid-July. Uh, Key Brian Hayes had three of the Pirates' 12 hits. It was the Pirates' first four-game series sweep in Cincinnati since July 11th through the 14th, 1991. So the Pirates continue on. Uh, we will be wrapping up the season with them. And, of course, uh, other than tomorrow night because of uh, Thursday night football and Friday night because of high school football and Saturday because of Marshall and Sunday because of Sunday night football and the Bengals and Monday because of Monday night football. We'll have Pirates baseball for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show, you can always go back and you can get it as a follower of our podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Whatever podcast app you use, you can get the drive with Paul Swan. If you're on Apple Podcasts, five-star review me, please. Five-star. Let other people know that we actually do a pretty good job here and that you're a fan. And uh, share if you like. I appreciate everything you guys do for me. Back tomorrow. And we'll do it all over again right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.